You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. You know, I'm so grateful for the church. You know, I was, I was thinking back as I was prepping for this message and just thinking back on how much of my life I, I owe to the church. When I say the church, I mean the church as a whole. You know, I, I grew up in church and I started going to church, many of you know, nine months before I was born. Uh, I was there every Sunday. Uh, and so, you know, thankfully, growing up, I didn't have a choice. I woke up on a Sunday morning and guess what I was going to do? I was going to church unless I was dead or dying or had an excuse, which usually uh, mom would go, well, if you don't go to church, you got to take a nap. I'm like, forget that crap. I'm going to church. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but here's the cool thing. It was in church that at three, two and a half, three years of age, I first got on stage to sing. It sparked my love for music. The church sparked my love through a youth pastor said to me one day hey Todd you got a guitar for Christmas right yeah okay cool you're gonna lead worship in youth in two weeks (laughs) all right so many of you if I've ever done that to you don't worry it was first done to me and I'm sure it was awful but afterwards he came up to me and man man that was the best thing ever And it was that moment that sparked for me a movement in my life that brings me to where I'm standing in front of you today. And so what I'm saying to you guys is the church is the hope of the world. And we, as the song says, we are family. Y'all want to sing it? Should I sing it? Here we go. Uh sisters and me uh hit it come on we are family come on get up everybody and sing all right good job y'all calm down we're in church and so what i'm saying to you today is we need the church now more than we ever have and so today we start the i love my church series and I picked out a theme verse for this, this series. It's in Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 10, 25. I'm gonna read it to you from the Passion Translation because I think it puts it perfectly. It says, this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some of you have formed the habit of doing because we need each other. In fact, we should come together more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the day drawing. Now, what's that day drawing that that they're talking about? They're talking about the end, the end. We know that the end is coming one day, and what we have to do, the way we combat that, is we come together. So guys, today, my message for you is, why is the church the greatest gift God has given us? Why? is the church the greatest gift God has given us? And I've got four points for you. 
So if you have your Bibles, grab them. You could turn. The first passage I'm going to be in is Matthew 16. I'm going to be all over the place today. Got a lot of scripture for you, so I apologize. Well, I won't apologize for giving me a lot of scripture. But um, in, if you want to pull up your Hope Church Cleveland app, um, Justin is a crack shot. He got that done in hours, okay? Because I was watching the Cowboys game, and the Lord spoke to me during the Cowboys game. Did y'all watch the Cowboys game? Did the Cowboys win? I'm sure I don't. Mo, Mo, did the Cowboys win their game? They did? Okay, good. All right, so, so during the Cowboys game, the Lord completely changed my message, okay? I had the most awesome message that you will never hear, at least today. You may hear it further down the road. Uh, and so I told him, I looked at my wife and I go, hey, uh, I got I to gotta, I gotta rewrite my message. And she looked at me and goes, it's 10 o'clock at night. I go, don't worry. He just downloaded it all. I just got to get it on paper. And so this message was formed right after the Cowboys game and brought directly to you guys. It was, I was divinely, divinely inspired. So, you know, <laughs> right after the Cowboys, it's like the Lord spoke to me. I'm like, yes, Lord, I hear you. All right. And so if you have your Bibles, go there. One quick announcement. Tonight uh, in Meridian at 6 o'clock, right? 6 p.m.? 6, huh? We're doing 6.30? I think it's at 6 on the event. 6 o'clock in Meridian. If you don't know how to go to Meri- get to Meridian, hit 174 and go straight. When you cross the city limit Meridian sign, look for our new church. It's right there on your right. You can't miss it. Okay, but, but let, me, let me advise you, when you go through the small towns, don't speed. Okay? Just letting you know, don't blame me for your speeding ticket. When you're outside of the towns, there's no cops. But in the towns, there are cops. So be careful tonight, okay? Um, sorry, police, if you're in here. We're just, we're here together, okay? Uh, and like Pastor Ethan said, uh, out in the lobby, there are your Hope Church and I Love My Church t-shirts. If you bought a friend today, just let Tina know and she will be happy to give you your discount. Uh, I can't tell you what it is because it depends. Both shirts cost a little different, so it depends on the shirt. Uh, Or you can get both if you bring two friends. So I'm excited about those shirts. Uh, Tina put me down for a large for the Hope Church. The shirts aren't here. You're just signing up to order them. Everybody got that so I don't get in trouble later? You got that? Okay. All right. So why is the church the greatest gift God has given you? Number one, the church is our hope. The church is our hope. You like the little play on words there? That's what happens at 10 o'clock at night. The church is our hope. And so in Matthew 6, 16, 18, it says, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What Jesus is saying to Peter is once I build my church upon the rock, which is Peter, the gates of hell, even hell itself will not be able to take down the church. Guys, and you can see throughout history, even during the Nazi regime in World War II, they didn't take the church down. The Romans didn't take the church down. The Greeks didn't take the church down. And I'm here to tell you, there is no oppressive state that will ever take the church down. Why? Because we are the hope of the world. I had the honor and the privilege of going down to Cuba. Now, it used to be in Cuba that it was illegal to be a Christian. It was a communist, atheistic state. In fact, they did everything that they could to get rid of the church. 
But do you know, I met with an organization that had close to 250,000 people in the first seven months of last year that had already gotten saved. Every church that I went to was full. I went to church on a Tuesday night. No AC, hot, 100% humidity. The church was full and they were dancing. And they were having a good time. The worship, I felt bad for the drummer, man. I mean, you could, his shirt, it, you could wring it out when you were done. He needed some Under Armour, but they didn't have Under Armour back, or they didn't have Under Armour in, in Cuba. But you know what's funny to me? Is when the church is being persecuted, it spreads even faster. The problem is, here in America, we're not being persecuted. We're comfortable. So the church is an option for us. We don't need that hope. And so, guys, what I'm saying to you is, is we are the hope. And, we, and my quote for today is, the church is the hope when we have no hope. The church is the hope when we have no hope. So you can share that on social media. I couldn't get that out of my head. I was like, that is so cheesy. I'm using hope like twice. I'm like the church is the hope when we have no hope. Did I say we go to Hope Church? So blast that over Facebook because it's the cheesiest quote I've ever had. Um, and so Bill Johnson, Pastor Bill Johnson says it like this. May the Lord give us a word that confronts the powers of darkness, reveals heaven on earth, and launches us into our great God-given destiny. That's something that we can all say amen to. God has given us the church to press back the darkness in our world and to give us all hope. The second thing, the church is our multi-talented family. The church is our multi-talented family. Romans 12, four through five says, for as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individual members are one of another. You know, I, I, Crystal and I had the privilege um, this last few months, we, we were able to, to get into a new house. Uh, now, to get the house that we could afford, uh, we had to buy a fixer-upper. Now, Chip and Joanne Gaines did not show up at my house. That would have been really cool. But they didn't. But you know what? Something even better showed up at my house. The church showed up at my house. You know, I had many different lovely people that helped me. Ryan Proctor, I guess he's sick today. Oh, Nolan's sick. Well, you can tell him I, I said good things about him, okay? You can tell him I said good things, but you let him go. You let him be at my house at all hours of the day because he works at night. Um, he, he did all the sheet work. Dusty, Dusty Moore helped me paint the whole house. Uh, lots of young people. I'm, I'm looking around. I'm looking around for people that helped me. If you help me, look at me. Is Cody here? Slacker. Uh, I wore him out. <laughs> Move it. And so basically, everything that I needed was found right in the church to do exactly what I needed. Ronnie McPherson, we got into the new house. We're like, we had it all painted. Everything was great. We got in the shower. Guess what? No hot water, <laughs> right? What does everybody go? I want to get home and take a cold shower, says no one ever, right? And so I called Ronnie, and on a Saturday morning, Ronnie McPherson, the church, showed up to change my hot water heater. And guys, so what I'm telling you is the church is a family. 
We are a family. We are here for one another. Everything that you need can be found within the body of Christ. And that was perpetuated to me over and over and over this last month or so that we've been working on to my house. You know, the only thing I figured out that we don't have, we don't have AC people. So if y'all know anybody that needs to get saved that does HVAC work, <laughs> let's get that done, okay? Uh, let's get them here during the I Love My Church series, get them saved, give them a part of the body, okay? Deal? All right, because that stuff's expensive. I'm here to tell you, man. The third thing, when we meet, we can let loose heaven on earth. When we as the church, when we meet, we can let loose heaven on earth. You're like, what does that mean? Well, let's look. Jesus talks about it in Matthew 18, 17 through 20. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. What this verse is telling you is that that we, when the, the body of Christ meets together, God is so delighted with that that he can let loose the great things of heaven here on earth with us. Guys, doesn't that get you excited? You're not excited, but you really should be. I'm telling you that, that if we meet together, we can have the things that we long for in heaven here on earth. Isn't that awesome? But this says the only place we can do it is where? When we meet together. Where do we meet together? The church. And guys, this is what heaven will be like. I don't know about you, but I got a little fired up during worship. Good job, worship team. That's what heaven's going to be like. Now, it's not going to be droning on for hours and hours. It's going to be the most off-the-hook, lit fam worship service you've ever been to. I tried to cover everybody. It'll be groovy. Yeah. I don't know. Did I miss anything? What? Crunk? No. We're not Little John and the East Side boys up in heaven, okay? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop it. You're encouraging me, okay? And so, guys, what I'm saying to you, what I'm saying today in this place is that God loves to be with us. Lou Engle, he's a pastor, says... God loves to manifest his presence when his essential nature of love and goodness is proclaimed. God loves to be with us when we sing about his goodness. God loves to be with us when we preach about his truths. That's where God's presence wants to be. He wants to be in his church. And so guys, I'm here to tell you, you know, some mornings you may wake up and be like, I don't wanna go to church today. What you're saying is, is hey, I don't want a little taste of heaven today. I don't want a little taste of all the awesomeness of what God has for me. So guys, what I'm saying to you, the church can be the greatest, the greatest worship you've ever had. Guys, I have good worship when I'm in my devotional time, when I pray, but nothing compares to when I worship with you guys because of what this verse says. Where two or three are gathered in my name, my heart is delighted, 
And that is what draws my presence. The faithfulness of God's people is what draws his presence to them. Number four, when you are hurt and lost, the church comes for you. Guys, that's what the church is for. We are here to be here for one another. And when you're hurting, when you're going through a bad time, when you've got nowhere else to go, where should you be? You should be with God's people because we are here for you. Luke 15, four through seven, one of the greatest stories. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder and, and rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven when one sinner who repents than over the 99 persons who need repentance. There is nothing more exciting to God than one of his lost sheep coming home. In fact, what the verse says is that God will come after you. He will find you. He will put you on his back and carry you back home so that you can be with your family. And then when he gets you back home, when he brings you back to this place, he's not just happy you're here. He throws you a party because he's excited that you're home, that you have finally come home to be with his people. God wants no one to be lost. God doesn't want any sheep to not be in this place. So guys, what I'm saying to you today is, are there people out there that need to be here? The answer for every one of you is yes. Who is that lost sheep in your life that needs a family? Because guys, in this world that we live in, it is ever more perilous. People gripe at each other, people fuss at each other, and the place that they can be here, the place that they can be whole is the church. They need a family. They need to be in this place. Family stands by each other no matter what happens. They need that. So my challenge to you through this I Love My Church series is who needs to be here? Who needs a family? Who in your life has such a hole in their heart that they need, you need to throw them on your back, maybe not literally. You need to throw them on your back and carry them to church and throw them a party. Now there's some good stuff in there. Jesus is telling you actually how you need to bring someone to church. Now I know this is, this is me placing 20, 21st century on the scripture, but just roll with me for a little bit. God's saying, if your friend's lost, you need to go like he does and throw them on their back. You need to get in your car and you need to go pick them up. Then he says, when you get them to my house, be excited they're there and then throw them a party. So what he's saying to you is, if you want someone to come to church, you go to their house, you pick them up. You take them to church. You show them a good time. You show them around. You show them this place. You are their host. Then what does he say? Throw a party, take them to lunch, 
seal the deal, take them to Texas Day Brazil, okay? Hey, are you valuable? What, is the kingdom of God valuable to you? I'm kidding. Take them to the best Cleburne has to offer, okay? Chili's. Yeah. Because the purple turnip's not open on Sundays, right? Take them to Chili's. Fast, who said fast taco? Did you say fast taco? Dad, can you get JD out of here? He said fast taco. <laughs> He's not just a pretty face. He said that the other day. <laughs> That's how, that is what personal evangelism is. So what the scripture is saying is if your savior will do that for you, why would you not do that for your friend? Why would you not do that for your friend? Is your friend's soul not valuable? Do you want to get to heaven? Here's what we have to understand. Do you want to get to heaven one day and watch your friend, watch God tell your friend, depart from me, I never knew you? And they look at you and go, why did you never tell me? Why did you never tell me about this awesome family that I could be a part of that you never gave me the opportunity to be a part of? So guys, what you have to understand, it is more important now than ever that you have to make people a part of this family. Guys, this is not a secret society that we don't want anybody to know about. We want everybody to know about this. And so who is in your life that you can bring into this place during this series that can be a part of the kingdom of God. Because guys, we're gonna start something really cool this year, okay? This is kind of an initiative that we've started. Um, we started. We are going to allow you, which you could have anyways, but now we're just gonna push it. We're gonna allow you when, you, when you bring your church, your friend to church, or when you lead them to Christ, we want you to baptize them. Now, guys, I don't care if I have to set up our new, cool, jacuzzi hot tub every Sunday, okay? We'll sit in it during the week and do our work in the bubbles, okay? (laughs) And it's got some bubbles, I'm here to tell you, okay? We'll sit in it every week. But, guys, I want to see you save your friend and baptize him in this place. Now, I'm your pastor. I'd love to baptize him. The Bible doesn't say, go therefore and make disciples and allow your pastor to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son. It doesn't say that. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You are just as much a pastor, a minister, called by God to save the masses as I am. So we're saying to you, go do it. And when you do it, baptize them. I want to rejoice over people baptizing four and five people. That's what I want to rejoice about. That's what gets me excited about being in this place. Not butts in the seats, lives being changed. So that's my challenge for you this year, 2019. How many people can, can we see you baptize? Now, I'm, I'm, usually we do baptisms every fifth Sunday, and I'm going out on a limb. We'll do it any Sunday we need it. You just give me a little bit of a heads up because it takes a, a little bit to set up that tub. It's kind of intricate. But a couple days is all I need. Deal? All right, so what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you in your life today? Number one, do you need hope? Now, I mean hope in the noun sense, and I, need, I, mean, I mean hope in the, is that a verb or an adverb? Somebody that's English, help me. You're not helping me. Okay, so you get what I'm saying. Is it both? It's a verb. Okay. It's a, it doesn't matter. It, 
<laughs> do you need hope? Do you need hope, hope the church, or do you need hope, the hope of the world? Do you need hope in your life today? Do you need a little bit of hope? Do you see everything that's going on in your life, and there's not a lot of hope going on? Do you need that today? Because, guys, I'm here to tell you, this is the place to be. Number two, do you want God to let loose heaven on earth? Guys, that's my, I have, I have a few prayers this year. The first prayer is, is the harvest. We, we have built this new place. We've built it a little bigger. God wants to fill it with the harvest. And number two, God wants to let loose heaven on earth. Guys, I want our worship, I want our worship to look like it's gonna look like in heaven where we're excited to be there. And we're not sitting there going, Moe's killing it, and we're sitting there going, set a fire down in my soul. I can't contain it. I can't control it. I want more of you, God. That's all I want more of you, God. There's no place I'd rather be than here in my bed, here in, is what you're saying. So guys, can we as a church, can we let loose heaven on earth? Because the Bible's saying to you, he will, if we'll go. If we'll go there, he'll be there. So let's go there. Guys, and tonight, when we head down to Meridian, let's, lo- let's let loose heaven in Meridian. Because guys, I'm here to tell you, that town is hungry. That town wants some Holy Spirit big time up in its place. And it's hungry for it. So I'm so excited for what's gonna happen tonight because I really think that God is gonna let loose heaven in Meridian. But let's let it loose here too. He's been here before. But let's let that be an every Sunday thing. If you missed out, not of worship, you missed it. I'm just gonna say you missed it. Go watch it on, go watch it on the live feed. It's not quite as awesome, but there's been people that have tell, told me, man, it was great on the live feed. Well, I was here. But guys, heaven came to this place. I want that to be every Sunday. I don't want that to just be on a special occasion when we feel like getting excited about something. Let's make that every Sunday. You go with that, Mo? Number three, are you a lost sheep in need of a home? Do you need a home? Because guys, I'm here to tell you, if you're a lost sheep and you need a place to be a part of the family, you can be a part of this family and you can have a seat at the table because we want you to have a seat at the table. We want you to be a, a vital member of this body because you are and we need you and we didn't know how much we needed you until you got here. That's how awesome you are because the Bible says that each one of us has a talent, has an ability. You bring You bring sustenance. You bring stability to this body just by being here. So we want you. Uncle Sam doesn't want you. Jesus wants you, right? So are you lost today? Are you in need of the loving shepherd to come after you? So as the band comes back, yes, I asked them to play Reckless Love. It's there. I'm sorry. I texted Mo at 11 o'clock last night. Reckless love, altar. We need it. And she responded, okay. She was still jacked up from the Cowboys game, I'm sure. But guys, 
Do you need God in your life today? Was 2018 a bad year for you? Are you happy to see 2018 in your rearview mirror? God wants you to come home today. God wants you to be a part of his family because he loves you. And so in just a minute, we're gonna have prayer team up here at the front and in the back. We would love to pray with you, but if you need hope, if you are a lost sheep that needs a home, we want you to be a part of this place. If you need some prayer, we wanna build you up. We wanna edify you. That's what the prayer time is about, to love and care for one another. And so today, my question for you is, are you a part of the family? Because we consider you a part of the family, but do you wanna be a part of the family? Are you lost and need a home?